Hello and welcome to Running Down Corridors. I'm Martin and joining me this week, I have Abby. Hello. And Chris. Hello. Now, for anyone who's new here, what we're going to do today is we are going to look at negative reviews of Doctor Who. And I'm going to read them out to my two co-hosts and they have to guess what episode I'm talking about based on that review. Now, they're wonderfully written reviews by some lovely people. They're all for oh, the well, modern... What you expect, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all for the modern era. I say modern era, it's 2005 till 2022. There isn't any for the 2023 specials because I wrote these about six months ago. <laughs> so... And, and Twitter's you know. full can feel you in on the rest anyway. <laughs> I could have collated a bunch of new ones, but I just couldn't be bothered. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's just get straight into it. I remember watching this with my partner. We both turned to each other and said, a good Capaldi one. Could it really be? Sadly not. <laughs> this is awful. It built up beautifully. It became macabre. It became downright spooky. It became the most ridiculous time travel plot that got pulled out of its ass. Moffat went full <laughs> Moffat. Never go full Moffat. Thin ice. It's not thin ice. Oh, that's a good guess, though, because I'm struggling. I actually love thin ice. <laughs> I thought that was quite, quite a decent one, to be yeah. honest. Actually, Series 10 was... Is it a Series 10 one? This is from Series 8. Well, that's all right. I was about to say, because I thought if, was, if it followed up, I said Series 10 was actually pretty decent. And it just happens, goes, yeah, it was, a, it was one of them. <laughs> no, Series 10 is outstanding. And that is the version of the Doctor Big Finish will go with when they eventually yes. get him. Yes. And they will that's... get him. They will get him. I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. I feel like he's very anti it in his interviews and things. I don't think he will. I think... Uh, but Chris was like that to start with, though, to be fair. Yeah, but I suppose, and Chris has got the, well, he's not uh, the kind of actor who holds on to things. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, so I don't, I, well, the only reason he really did Big Finish was because we were in, middle, in lockdown and he needed work. And yeah, was, literally. And that was <laughs> it. That, that is literally, if it wasn't for the fact that people were dying across the globe, Chris Eggleston wouldn't, <laughs> no, wouldn't have needed the work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not condoning that he is in a way directly connected to the deaths of everyone or the cause of COVID. He certainly profited, or or, or fans did, but from some mediocre audios. Uh, <laughs> some of them are pretty good. Do you know what? No, they're not. I think maybe one one was pretty good, and then the the rest are sort of. I just can't. I just can't get into them. I just think what makes me laugh the most is that they share photos of he's going to be with Benice Summerfield mm. and you just know he doesn't care or know. <laughs> yeah, he just have, he has got no idea. Yeah, it is great. He just, uh, and then, but he does every interview when he does about Big Finish, I get the same vibe from when he was doing the press for Thor The Dark World. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I kind of, I don't, I don't think he's, he doesn't care. It's, it's money to him. It is work. But, but that said, I do think he, he appreciates that fans still support him and like him so you know and i'm i'm a fan of his i think he's great but i do think he could calm down a bit <laughs> i mean he, he seems like the type of guy you'd say hi to and then he would just say well down with the monarchy you know that's, <laughs> i didn't bring that up chris i didn't bring it up in fact we we went the whole day without talking about it but here we go we're going to talk about the eight million to put a photo in schools uh okay <laughs> Anyway, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Capaldi one. 
Oh yeah, Capaldi. I don't think he'll do it. <laughs> so it's a dark, macabre, timey wimey bullshit episode. Oh. Yeah, it's like a needle in a haystack. That one. <laughs> Good lord. Not a needle in a haystack. What am I talking about? It's like looking for a Harley Quinn at a Comic Con. Mm. <laughs> um, um, we're doing well. Yeah, what great start. What macabre? What one that would you ever say you had a bit of macabre to it? And timey wimey influence. It's not the um see, this is how well I know the titles as well. <laughs> the one where they time heist? It's not time heist. No. Because that was bullshit. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awful. It is uh, bad, man. That is bad. I generally can't recall any any macabre-like episodes. Is it one that you would like, Martin, or would you be in agreement? I would be in agreement on this one. Oh. Mm. Oh. Um, well, it certainly can't be the, the kids' one, is it? In the forest? No, it's not that one. <laughs> oh, Christ, no. No, God. God. We're doing so well. This is the first one. We've been stumped. Mm. Uh, been stumped. I've so stumped that I've ended up detouring onto Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> <laughs> and about his hate of the monarchy. Of uh, <laughs> I feel like a cricket commentator. <laughs> he gets he, the cricket's so fascinating that the commentators have to talk about people in the audience. Um, <laughs> oh, God. What other right? I'm getting the box set off the shelf. Let's <laughs> let's have a look at this. What season was it again? Series eight. Eight. Season eight. Okay. Uh, I love the fact that my brain is mentally just scrolling through episodes. That's the dark best way. water. No, dark no, water. no, it's not dark water. Oh, I love that. I actually watched it the other the other day. Uh, I actually really enjoyed it again. Cyber oh Briggs. Cyber Briggs. It's death in heaven. Oh no, it's not no, death in heaven. No, um, oh, oh Christ! Oh, I Great. thought you were throwing us a hint. <laughs> I know I got the episode no, wrong. I, I now, I now realise you were just bringing up a reason why we shouldn't like the episode we just said wasn't <laughs> bad. Um, <laughs> like a true Twitter person, um, <laughs> Robert Sherwood. No. Ouch. Kill the moon. No. Oh, oh, no listen, answer. listen. It's oh, listen. Christ. God, he had me in suspense when you went quiet before that thing. Like, what the hell? I didn't realise the volume was turned down on it. <laughs> <laughs> the pause really hurt. It was like Chris Tarrant waiting to press the button. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd press the applause, but then the, no applause came. So, <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> okay, here we go. I can't decide if I find Donna attractive or not. Sometimes I think she looks quite hot. Other times I think she just looks like Catherine Tate and my penis retracts. It's like that episode of Seinfeld where he has the girlfriend that is ugly sometimes and hot the other weird. I love how this this could be any from season four. <laughs> I will say it's a season four. The wasp one. Unicorn and the wasp. It's not that one. I'm trying to think of episodes where she wears something like that's not. Yeah. Because the other time she I don't think she's that. I, yeah, I don't think she's unattractive in some of those. Actually, on. but yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily that I my penis would retract or be <laughs> over and about that. To be honest, I, oh god, um, doing really bad today, bro. Pompeii. No way. That's yeah. oh. So I suppose when she gets the the Roman togas on, 
whatever outfit. May well, maybe, maybe. Let's talk about your fascination with that, Chris. It's no fascination. I was just trying to work out what they could be. Look, I I have no no denying that I'm a pervert in some respects, but not (laughs) (laughs) in this respect. (laughs) I have to think how the enemy thinks. Okay. This is going out, isn't it? This is. <laughs> I'll get all the tweets. Chris fancies Donna. Hey, she's she's not unattractive, like you say. Okay, well, I'm not sure where to begin. For a start, I'm not ticking the spoiler box because I'm not even going to bother discussing the content of this episode. This is a Mark Gatus. Mark fucking Gatus. How? 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 Just how? How did this abomination get approval for production? How? There is nothing (laughs) left now of this series. I fast forward through all the rubbish and painful bits towards the end. Shame. Just shame on you all. Shame on the BBC. Shame on Stephen Moffat. Shame on Mark Gatiss. All are now damned. Well, the Radio Times has gone down in my estimation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Someone in my building is smoking some really strong weed and it's just hit me. Oh, so you didn't actually read off the card. Is it the Crimson Horror? It's not. No, I love that one. Yes! I win! (laughs) No, there are worse ones than that. Uh, Good! Uh, You can keep that one. Sleep Um, no more. Surprisingly not. Oh. No, it could have been written before then. Well, it's definitely a Moffat one, isn't it? So we're talking Matt Smith. It's Mark Gatiss. Yeah, Matt Smith episode, wasn't it? It's not a Matt Smith. Is it not? It's got Stephen Moffat's name to it. Oh, Capaldi. It's a Capaldi one. Yeah, Sorry. It is a Capaldi. Uh, Robert? 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 Uh, I can't get the words out. <laughs> Robot of Sherwood? The Roberts of Sherwood, yes. The Roberts of Sherwood. Roberts of Sherwood. <laughs> I have my spoon. <laughs> do you know that one? You, well, I'll give some credit to that one, actually, because I, I do actually quite enjoy Capaldi's performance in that. It's sort of a contrast. It's, contra- a, fun it's, episode, yeah, isn't it's it? a, such a contrastingly fun performance. You'd imagine John Pertwee doing it. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. The story is absolute toss, but the. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun one. Yeah. I still don't under. I know why they took the decapitation bit out of the end because of the decapitation of the journalist that happened in the news, um, in the war zone. Oh yeah, that makes so sense. So they it? were like, we'd best not conclude that. But if they put that in, it makes more sense why he's a half robot. <laughs> that whole bit's missed. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, no. Okay, I, moving on. Morbius is the worst film I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> I think you need to let this one go. <laughs> I think you need to let this one go, Martin. I just want to hear you say the name, Chris. Oh, go on, Chris. Morbius. Yay! Unbelievable. <laughs> you <Okay>. sick man. <laughs> okay, t- talking to sick men, here we go. <laughs> Karen Gillan looks like her feet stink. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like a big bowl of cheesy Doritos, and you know she'd make her, she you know she'd make you suck her toes. Disgusting. The beast below. Thank you for answering so quickly. I don't know how <laughs> you got that. But because she's in her pajamas and she's running around in her nighty, basically. Yeah, good one. Good point. See, 
Oh, horrible, horrible review. Wearing, and but that's gross, man. I oh, love yeah. that this guy has just made all that up. <laughs> There's no evidence well, for that. No, <laughs> I don't know where he's getting it from. But just there's nothing in the performance to hint it. Yes, <laughs> I have smelly feet, dogs. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> All right, <laughs> Mo- moving on. Quite a whiff. <laughs> yeah, please. Before I bring up my own dinner. Christ. <laughs> oh, this episode is so bad. I started a tire fire. Big stream. Dennis Nilsson. Um, <laughs> I think he. <laughs> for those who don't know, he burnt a tire to hide the smell of the bodies he was cooking. Anyway, um, <coughs> it was so fun bad fact, you started fun, a tire fire. Fun facts of Chris Walker Thompson. The fun facts, yeah. Who wants to get? Who wants to get by? You should read my birthday cards. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> the Hallmark cards I put out are quite oh, quite macabre. You know when you get Christmas crackers and they usually have a joke in it? I'll just put morbid facts and just go, there you go, Dennis Nielsen used a tyre to hide the smell as he burnt corpses. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, I don't get these ones. I think that, to be honest, I could expect them on the back of penguin bars. They're no longer funny. (laughs) All right. Shall I just reveal? Yeah. Yeah, this one's going to be tough. 55. Oh, actually, yeah, now now you've said that, to be honest, it sounds funnier. Because <laughs> now I'm just sort of like, ah, oh, he's making it about the pollution of the atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He yeah. He Get your aerosol cans out and spray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's All how right. he set light to the t- the tyres. He just sprayed them with the Yeah, that's what you have you to just, do, yeah. Set a flame, yeah. No, that's actually quite. Do you know what? I, yeah, that's actually quite a witty, witty comment. Is that, that I hated the episode well so done, much. Random. The message about air pollution has now convinced me to pollute more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bravo, sir, bravo. Peter Capaldi just cannot deliver the lines like his predecessors. We loved Chris <laughs> and David and Matt in their roles, and their companions and the spin-offs were always interesting. Season 8 is a letdown. Despite Jenna Coleman being sexy and trying her very best, the chemistry (laughs) between her and Capaldi just isn't there. This was once a fun and exciting show, something I would plan my weekend around. Now it gets to Saturday and I realise I haven't watched the episode from the previous week because I just don't care. But he still continues to watch, though. And leave reviews. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's... Well... Clara, Clara and the Doctor definitely had a more of a relationship as such. Well, not you know, like there was more of a um, what's the term camaraderie about them mm. than there was with Matt Smith. Actually, it was something Moffat actually said. Uh, Stephen Moffat said that Sarah Jane wasn't really Sarah Jane until she was with Tom Baker, true. and that's actually so true. And same here with Jenna Coleman and Clara. I just think Clara overstayed her welcome. That's all. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I think she should have left a season earlier. Everybody does, though. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's give one of his early ones. It's series eight. One of you mentioned it earlier. In the forest? No. Uh. Dark water? No. Oh, wait, really London then, didn't I? You did. <laughs> dark, water. Oh, dark, dark water. Dark water. Kill the moon, mate. Kill the, the dark moon. water in Majorca. <laughs> Kill the moon, mate. It's not, mate. <laughs> oh. Time heist. 
such a bad episode, man. It is that terrible. Is such a bad one. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And they got Keely Hawes in to to do that. Oh, Keely Hawes though. That was she, a wasted potential. She's hot in that suit. Was wasted. Oh, do you know what's even worse is Hermione Norris as well in uh, Kill the Moon. True, yeah. They really underused their guest stars. I mean, was it Sanjeev Bhaskar turns up for about yeah. two minutes? In... Worst one is Olivia Coleman. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, to be honest, she was only... She wasn't anybody back then, but when you look at it now... Sorry, like... sorry, uh, Olivia, love. You weren't big enough at the time. You weren't big enough. We're talking pre... This is pre-Broadchurch, uh, pre-The <laughs> yeah. Favourite. Oh, Sit back in your lane. Nice. You've only got a bit just, part. It, you, can't, it's, you, you kind of wish they just held back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people knew her from Peep Show and the lottery advert and that car insurance ad. <laughs> Bev, yeah, she was Kev, like, Kev, Bev. Oh, the girl, the woman from the lottery advert. Bless yeah, her. I mean, even Carrie Mulligan had more of a role and she had a whole episode, didn't she? <laughs> true. Yeah. Episode. What, other, what other actors from the original run have made it big? Andrew Tom Garfield. Ellis, I suppose. Tom Ellis, yeah. Tom Ellis, yeah, definitely. Andrew Garfield, God, yeah. Yes, Christ. Yeah. God, Christ. what's happened to him these days? <laughs> I mean, yeah. He, I think he asks that himself, to be fair. No, he's, yeah, well, what a beautiful young man <laughs> he's turned out to be. The only thing that annoys me about him is I wish he'd kept lying about being in that Spider-Man movie. Like 10 years later, people would be like, when you're in Spider-Man Home, <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home, if it's just like, oh, I wasn't in that, I wish he'd just kept doing that. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. One thing about Classic Who that upsets diehard fans like myself is the way the general public perceive it as children's television. They don't mean this in an insulting way, of course, but fans like myself will always defend it by stating that it is one of the most unique shows in the history of television. However, after seeing this episode, I find it almost impossible to defend against allegations that it's a program for children. This is Car Crash Television by Russell T. Davis, who pretends to be a fan. What? <laughs> this is a legend of a show that gave me the tools needed to live my life. If RTD is treating the show as a joke, then he thinks my life is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well... You certainly have made that very clear now. <laughs> L -l -l Love and monsters. It's not. I'm going to go earlier. I'm going to think Rose. No. Ah, so they gave it a little bit of a try first. It's Aliens series of four. Aliens uh, of yes, London. Savines. Series four. Oh, well, they really went into it then. <laughs> mm. They got quite far into this show. They got past. Is it after Pompeii? Before. Before. Oh, so. In that case, it's uh, partners in crime. I was about to say, there's been some drama in that show. I mean, if it, um, if they got past Pompeii and then decided to give up on the Doctor's daughter, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Oh, this one's too long. I'm not reading that one. On. <laughs> Change of plan. Absolutely terrible episode. This one has it all. Awful child, awful child acting and a voiceover from a man who sounds like he's struggling to take a shit. If, if you were me, you'd skip this on a rewatch. 
All those criticisms <laughs> aside, the music is great. Thank God for Murray Gold. <laughs> Children actors, God. One with the voiceover. The voiceover that sounds mm. like. <laughs> is it a Capaldi one? Oh. It's David Tennant. Oh, blimey. I'm trying to think of episodes that have got voiceovers. Yeah. Someone trying to take a shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think any of them that do have a voiceover like that. Oh dear. Um Family of Blood? No. I can't think. Child actors. Fear her doesn't have a narration, does it? Oh. It was Fear Her. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't. Yeah. Do you know? I because I it was so bad. I haven't watched it in years. <laughs> who is it? Who does the narration then? What narration? It's the girl. It's not a narration, but it's it's just a guy talking. It's the girl's dad that she's drawn. Oh right. Okay. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. So I was like, in my head at the beginning, I was like thinking Capaldi could sound a bit strained sometimes. And... <laughs> I'm the Doctor. I'm Time Lord. Clara Nardle. <laughs> the bootstrap paradox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got that. It's spot on. <laughs> I, I can see Capaldi on the toilet. <laughs> They've asked me to be Doctor Who again. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh Christ! We <laughs> all hear that now. <laughs> all right. The last two seasons have been on a steady downward spiral. It's like the BBC is just on autopilot. Do they even care about this show? Moffat's fanboys would have us believe that under RTD, Doctor Who was a lot more childish and about farting aliens and pigs in space suits. Whilst under their hero, it's become an intelligent adult show with sophisticated plots, social commentaries. I do not agree. Moffat's era is a bad parody of the show I love. I wouldn't be surprised if Lenny Henry shows up sometime <laughs> soon. Christ, these people are here. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a Series 10 episode? It's series six, I believe. Oh, right. Okay. I don't recall that one being. I remember some duffers, but I didn't think Let's it was. Kill. No. Try to think of episodes that tried to be comedic and failed. Uh, Night Terrors was pretty funny, and the fact it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> the plot twist goes: you were never pregnant. <laughs> it was all an illusion, Miss Bond. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Closing time or the other one? No. Remember the other one was called God the Complex. Lodger. It's not the God Complex. Uh, David f- Walliams as a mole man. <laughs> oh God, what is it? I'm trying to think of any episode that was trying to be funny. Pirates, the pirate one. It's not that. Yeah. Well, the Rebel Flesh wasn't funny. It was just naff. Mm. There you go. Let's kill here though. Oh, I don't know. What season was Dinosaurs on a Spaceship? That was seven. season six, was it? That was seven. That was yeah. seven. I've got a soft spot for that one, actually. It's all right. It's silly, but it's a silly one, but I like it. My God. Right, the DVD's coming out again. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got here? That's to, something that's funny. don't know, really, because, I mean, Day Good Man Goes to War isn't that funny. <laughs> what? That's not funny at all. It's a Good Man <laughs> Goes not, to War. But it's not even funny. Well, maybe oh. Strax, I suppose, but 
not it's not like they are it's trying to <laughs> yeah it's not it's not like uh farcical was it <laughs> i don't know i like this episode it's it's, it's a yeah. blue chris uh, it's, a, it's a blue simon fisher becker that's what that's what did it <laughs> that's what made it funny okay yeah let's move on with the current run of who being so controversial Many are looking to earlier showrunners and waxing lyrically about their far superior skills at crafting compelling narratives. Now, don't get me wrong. RTD is a much better showrunner than JNT ever was. But gun to his head, he couldn't write a script to save his life. I watch Doctor Who for escapism, not political commentary. This is horrible. It's not surprising to hear Eccleston won't be back next year. All right, so this is definitely a series one story. Yeah, series one, because he'd already announced they'd already announced he was leaving after Rose aired. Just after um, Rose, yeah. I remember getting that. I was a paper boy at the time, and I ended up seeing it on the front page the next morning. You were like um, what? <laughs> yeah, I was confused as hell. World War Three? Mm, really? Yeah. Was well, Aliens of a- London? But I'll give you that one. Okay, fair. I don't see how that was any political points, really, was it? Well, we just had the Iraq War, and there was a parallel between that by them saying weapons of mass destruction 45 seconds away when the whole Iraq War was because the bombs were 45 minutes away. Oh, right. So, yeah, I think that's what they're going to I was going to guess the long game over the choice of how the media manipulates. Mm, That would have been an interesting one. That would have been a more targeted one i would have thought god i hope he still continued and decided to watch the specials <laughs> <laughs> yeah i bet he'd have filled that but there's another review from him somewhere yeah probably just 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 they're like oh god uh <laughs> they've they've had to address they've mentioned this i don't want to see this in my show <laughs> shut up my show all right moving my on show the, the arrogance we got the last one now <gasps> bad Bad plot, bad character development, bad pace, bad cinema photography, no emotional connections, no stakes, not confident. After watching it a second time, I know why everyone hated it. It just dragged the whole time. I don't know what I was thinking. It was good the first time round. Because I rewatched it and it's bad. Smith tries his best, but there is a, not a lot to work with here. I'd rather take a swift kick to the balls than watch this again. The balls. <laughs> the balls. The balls. <laughs> Not anywhere else. The balls. <laughs> God. No, his last one, is it? No. Time of the Doctor. No. Because that's quite poorly paced, in my opinion. I'd agree with that. That's my only issue with it, is that it was so... It's an hour to essentially wrap up a load of storylines. And then it ends up half of it faffing with Clara and a Christmas dinner. And a joke about him being naked, stuff like that. And I was just like, come on, get to the fucking point. (laughs) So this one aired on the first Christmas I'd ever got my ex to agree for us to take our kids to my parents for Christmas. Not the window of the wardrobe. My aunt was there. Everyone was there. And I said, oh, can we watch Doctor Who? (laughs) And everyone's face, when they turned and looked at me and were like, you watch this shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> I always feel I hate it. I've done it a few times. I've put on Love and Monsters, and I turned around and just was like, I'll watch it on my own next week. Uh, <laughs> it's normally better, I swear. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Christmas as well. There's been a few duffers there. Oh, yeah. Um, but the one, <laughs> the one I remember last sort of saying, yeah, we'll give that a go, was um, it was Hellbent. Because I just I thought because uh, I, I did enjoy Heaven Sent at the time, and I was like, right, it's honestly it's actually really good. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this turns out. My brother was around for the first time. I don't think he'd watched Doctor Who since it was uh, David Tennant, and he, he moved out by this point, so he was around that day. So he joined us, and they all sat there, and I sat there, and I just looked at them and went, that was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I never. I don't want to put people through that again. I apologise. <laughs> I felt the same with the Church of Ru- Church and Ruby Road. <laughs> yeah. Just, just. Uh, I just felt like I'm glad that Liz's family members were in the other room. <laughs> okay. So, any guesses? Doctor Widow Wardrobe. It's not that one. <gasps> then it's got to be the. Um, I don't think there were any others, were there? Snowmen. But that was okay. I like the snowman. You know I what? I like the snowman. I didn't watch that one live. We were going to my ex's family, and I thought, you know what? The widow and the wardrobe was so shit. I'm not planning my Christmas around Doctor Who anymore. So I didn't watch it. So I watched this by myself on Boxing Day on my iPad at about 3 a.m. And I was blown away by it. I was like, Doctor Who is good again. Yeah. It was yeah. actually a really good one. Yeah, the novelization is good. I think they've done a novelization of that, haven't they? No, they haven't. I'm making it up. No. <laughs> the novelization you've invented is better. The novelization that lives in the fictional world. You know, you know I think <laughs> yeah. I think I'm cl- uh, confusing it with Silhouette. That's also got the Pat Ostergang in it. That's, yeah, that, that's that's, that's really good. Oh, don't start me on that one though. I I go I will go down a complete tangent. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Okay, well, that's don't it for this week. If you're a history fan, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about history. <laughs> I don't know much biology. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who are young, that is a song. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about all things Victorian, Abby, you just put out a new audio. Yes, Bill and Nancy. Nice. It's It's a fun one. It is definitely a fun one. Um, Excellent. So it's basically how Bill and Nancy met one another pre Oliver even being around. Oh, um, brilliant! Yeah, and there's a second one for that coming out soon as well. So because I enjoyed writing it so much, it's very interesting trying to write someone of like Bill Sykes, but not make them be two dimensional. So yeah, that's a fun one. Go check it. Oh, out. brilliant! Excellent, Chris. You got anything coming up? Um, I've got a video I'll probably put on. Uh, Excellent. They sort of come to me now and again. Any any way I can, essentially, I find them as safe ways to vent my feelings on certain matters in the fandom, without <laughs> warranting verbal abuse. <laughs> <laughs> like um, Len, the taxi driver, will be back again. I'm sure. Uh, Len's I love Len. He's the, the the wholesome taxi driver of the common people. I did one the other <laughs> the other week. I was just baking a cake from my wife's birthday because I'm thoughtful like that and 
I had the apron on. <laughs> I just put the camera down and press record. It looked as if I was just doing. Uh, uh, I just oh hello there. I didn't see you come in. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I just had an idea for another one of doing that. I find them therapeutic ways of basically making people laugh, but also voicing what I think is absolutely absurd about people's behaviour online. Excellent. Yeah, I do love your videos, especially Len. Oh, good old Len. He's good. And there's not any episodes uh, till May, so really, it's just, <laughs> quite, it's, just it's, it's essentially now recording small talk. <laughs> Another little project I've sort of set myself, because it's actually been 10 years since the first Patrick Troughton audio I did. Oh, wow. The Red Snow. So we've put them all back up online. That's probably something I should have promoted rather than Len. They're all back online. Uh as downloadable zip files with the mp3s in there and the artwork by uh, the late simon hodges um, god rest him um which he only died a year ago actually not too mm. not too far off a year exactly but one of the artwork he did for uh, he decided after he did the covers he said do you know what i want to do booklets to go in the cds as if uh. they were there and I, I said yeah all right and so he did like a centerfold image for each of them which I think is just which each of them I think are gorgeous, and they're included in the in the zips as well. But he also decided to throw in little bits like a a Radio Times cutting, <laughs> as if this episode was broadcast on. Oh, and here's an old cutting for it at five fifteen on a Saturday night. Oh, It'll be the Patient Menace or something. And the other thing he did was he he decided to mock up some covers of what the audios would have looked like if they were produced back in 1967 and you had the media releases afterwards so he did like mock novelization book covers replicated clayton hickman's uh, cd and dvd designs and just made it look like it wasn't they were authentic things uh, little like books and cds and dvds you could have bought and vhs as well i'm now actually writing a novelization of freedom of the daleks our second story oh excellent because he did a very gorgeous cover artwork and i'm not very i don't think i'm very good at writing prose but i've tried it before i just couldn't get into it so i thought i'll just challenge myself and see if i can do it and i'm, I'm about two chapters in yeah i think that'll be a nice free pdf and i might try and see if i can get some printed copies just on a limited run just for the yeah, just so we can have Simon's artwork on it as well, because I think that is a sort of tribute to him. Excellent. Yeah, well, one copy sold right here. <laughs> you know, I remember where I was when I first listened to one of those audios. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was... That was last I was, week, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was 2014, and I was in my old flat, and I, ah. I think maybe Siobhan Galashon had posted something on Facebook and was like, check these ah. out. So, yeah, I, I listened and I was like, oh, this guy's good. Well, L sorry, I did not. I was still in the Navy then. So. <laughs> well, that's all right. <laughs> that, that's fine. It's, it's fine. You've had 10 years. You've still not done it. That's yeah, all right. There are plenty in your catalogue I still need to catch up on. <laughs> Even the ones that we've done. Little did I know we were going to host a podcast together. Aww. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Well, I remember... I've been listening to them recently, just like for the first time in its entirety from the first one to the, the last one. I'm listening because each one I sort of improve upon the other 
well i think so anyway mm. and i was listening to the first one going my god that voice is terrible uh-huh. even the second one which yeah. is slightly better i still go oh no that doesn't sound like pat at all each one sort of changes and changes but it's ah. Uh, yeah, but it's nice really to see the pro, like how much you've like improved it and stuff. Because I found that mm. with the Jenny Flint stuff. Because when I listened to all the first Jenny Flint stuff I'd done, and I'm like, oh my God, that doesn't sound like Jenny at all. No. Um, you improve as you do it. So oh, it's nice yeah. to see the improvement, you know? Oh, definitely. I think Freedom of the Daleks one, I've, I've sort of, it's almost like imposter syndrome, sort of, I guess, or like an out of body experience, probably be better. I listened to it back and I was like, do you know, I can't even remember writing it. It was uh, there, there were some times where I remember. Well, I wrote that, so you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get chuffed up on my own words. I know exactly what bits coming up and everything. But I listened to it as if it was brand new to me, and uh, and I was like, I couldn't have written that. That's too good. <laughs> and then I then I get I found the script which I've uh, been going through to adapt, and I've just been looking at it going, fucking hell, I did. <laughs> um, I think me and Benji both wrote it, but I. I think Benji wrote, I think we, he was going to do the first episode. I was going to do the second and, um, or, or the other way around. And I ended up doing all of it in the end. And it was great. <laughs> it was, uh, I just, uh, I'm quite pleased with how that one turned out. I think that was probably the better story out of a lot of them, but I think they've all got their own merits. Mm. Am I right in thinking Benji used these as his audition piece for big finish? He did. Uh, That's he, brilliant. So, yeah, he did. Originally, I was trying to do it myself, uh, Red Snow. It was going to be a Christmas release in 2013, uh, in December. And I couldn't, I sort of was struggling with it. Editing was not my forte. And it's, I think I, I do an okay job. I think, because uh, I did edit the last two and that Christmas Carol and stuff. So I suppose I'm better at editing now. But that's because I've had to live up to what Benji did. Uh, he kindly come in. Uh, just offered to do it and he just edited it all um and so we did the first part second part was just going to conclude it and that was it but because people really enjoyed the first part we ended up changing the ending of the second part and leading it into the next story and yeah benji did freedom of the daleks which went down really really well that one took off it was like almost like the empire strikes back kind of level of escalating audience we we went viral with that one hmm. and then suddenly and afterwards, because he, he was so chuffed by it, he then sent it into Big Finish and said, "Look, I, um, I really would. Um, I love being a sound designer. Um, this is the audio we've just released. It'd appreciate if you check it out, and if there's any way I could apply or, or audition." And they sent him an audition pack, and he ended up. I think they sent him like a scene from an old Dalek Empire or something, and then he edited that, sent it in. And they gave him a job. And I think the next thing he did was, well, I think the, the next big thing he did was Survivors. He did Survivors Series 3 onwards. But then I think he he took over Doom Coalition, Doom Coalition with the second box set, which I then had to go and buy a physical copy just so he could sign it. Because oh. <laughs> I, I, I like... Cause I, I'm never going to sell it. So it's worth nothing to even mm. in his words. He's just graffitied my property. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I just thought, no, I feel like you deserve a moment. Sign that for me, mate. And uh, he's kept it. Uh, yeah. So he's been working for them ever since. And I think he, I think he's actually elevated every other sound designer's game on Absolutely. that because because he edits like it's a film. Mm. And 
The sound design is just so in detail that I have no patience to even consider how he did it. Like, um, <laughs> I would just be happy with footsteps, echo, done. <laughs> but he's got it, and that's it. That's a restaurant to me. He would have not only the backing track of that, he would have recordings of people having conversations in the back that you wouldn't even hear properly. <laughs> Cutlery and clanging just, together and, yeah. Yeah, just all the details. What about that person? They're going to be stirring a spoon in a cup at the at the, at the table, like just stirring their tea. Or those will be just like, but they're about two tables back. What's the point? <laughs> but he'll, he'll do that. And it's just, I, oh, I see, I'm in awe of his attention to detail when it comes to editing. But yeah. But then obviously he got the job and then he couldn't do them anymore <laughs> with me. So uh, I ended up doing the last two of my own, but I tried to live up to his expectation. I think I did okay, I hope. Excellent. I'll link to your second Doctor audios in the show notes. Okay, thanks again, both of you, for joining me. And thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Bye. 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 Bye.